Does anyone by chance know what happens two weeks from today? Anyone got a guess? Text line, Parker Thune. Anyone knows what happens exactly two weeks from the day that's so monumental? Well, I, I know, but I'm not going to say Okay, let's we'll see if the text line can figure it out here. We'll give them a few seconds to pile in, see if they know exactly what's going on two weeks from today because all of the conversation going on right now and really for us all week long has been about 95% on the transfer portal, and rightfully so. But in exactly two weeks today, we got National Signing Day Part 1. And not only do we have National Signing Day Part 1, look at the text rolling in there. Kendall, you were the first one to guess Signing Day. Nice job. Greg from Lawton, well you're in there too. Nice job, guys. You're paying attention here. But not only is it two weeks from National Signing Day, it's two weeks until probably the most active signing day that you could potentially have around here in quite some time. Two weeks until a seven-year drought without a defensive five-star signee ends officially with P.J. Adabare putting pen to paper. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, it's there someone, some other five-star uh, defensive yeah, D- player. DJ Hicks is signing with Oklahoma. You heard it here first on Locked In, folks. No, the Sooners are at least getting one, though, and P.J. Adabare, uh, I, I would venture to say they get two. Seven years? It's been Golly. seven years. Caleb Kelly, I, it's, man. It's not, I mean, it's not surprising, but I guess when you say it out loud, it's like, man, it's been that. The University of Oklahoma, where if you want to talk about programs that have had the best defenses over the course of time in this sport, Oklahoma's on the short list right there. OU's never won a national championship with that elite defense, and now it's which is why they years. haven't, which yeah, is why they haven't right. won a national championship in a while. One of the reasons, yeah, seven years. So, no, um, like how is signing day setting up for OU? Just like we talked about, it could be as active as the signing days you've had in a while. Normally, you feel like you're kind of wrapped up by this point, Parker, but you still got a couple of your biggest targets that I think are still going to be out there come two weeks from today. The vast majority of the guys in Oklahoma's signing class are going to be putting pen to paper on the 21st, and the vast majority of these guys are going to be enrolling early, with very few exceptions. So, uh, somebody somebody said, Peyton Bowen signing. That's been a very popular answer on the text line, and wouldn't these folks w- love that? By the way, somebody also asked, wasn't Brandon Radley-Hiles a five-star? No, he wasn't. Now, he was close. Number 38 overall, so on the very, very high end of the four-star spectrum. But, no, he was not a five-star. Did another service have him as a five-star player? They may have. Because I yeah. thought he was a five-star at least somewhere. But maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe uh, i forgetting that one wrong. Is Tassili Akana a signing day commits? Well, they did a visit with him, what, yesterday uh, out in the state of Utah. Looked like they were at his high school. So, I, I, I don't know if all three of these guys are going to sign on signing day or commit or whatever. But you've got three top 100 players and two five-stars that you're in on that could potentially make their decision two weeks from today. Uh, David Hicks, Peyton Bowen, and Tassilia Kana. That's why I say it could be as active of a signing day as you've had in a while. I feel real good about Tassilia Kana in Oklahoma right now. I think you should feel uh, really good about that one. Yeah. OU, Texas, and LSU, those look like the three schools that are on the short list right now. And Well, no Tennessee in that short list is good news. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um. And with two weeks to go to the finish line, it looks like OU has positioned themselves better than anybody for Akana. Uh, by the way, there was another recruiting service that dropped him 50 spots. Really? In their Akana? latest. To Celia Akana. In their Our guy, to Celia Akana. That's interesting. And he is now outside the composite top 100 as a result. Uh. 
Well, I'm still going to call him a top 100 player. Okay, fair enough. Because in our hearts and in our minds. And in the 24 7 sports rankings. He is a top 100 player, yes. So I I will still call him uh, him a top 100 player. Per the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's time to give up on Hicks. He ain't coming. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, thanks for telling me. I won't waste the next two weeks on David Hicks. Thank you for uh, Texter for letting us know it's not happening. Was that you, Jimbo? Is that you texting again? I can see the map right now, and I see someone listening in College Station. Looks like a ranch outside of town. Is that you, Jimbo, saying that? You getting scared? <laughs> Somebody asked, was Davis Bevel a five-star quarterback? <laughs> I think yeah, everyone can answer that oh, one. Oh, boy. Uh, Tulsa Day coming up Friday, by the way. Lots of texts throughout the day about that. Uh, I will be at Waldo's Chicken and Beer. And you are going to be where, Tyler? Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday and lefties on Greenwood uh, Saturday after the OU Arkansas basketball game. So, And they already have the uh, T-shirts, the Tulsa Day T-shirts divided up for each host to take out there. So I've got T-shirts for Friday and T-shirts for Saturday as well. Which, by the way, like it, like we got a ton of T-shirts to give out. But um, if, if you plan on coming by and grabbing one of those limited edition Special for Tulsa Day, Ref Army t-shirts. Just show us proof that you have the app. That's how you're going to get the free t-shirt is roll up to any one of us and say, hey, I've got the official KREF app. Just search KREF in the app store. That's how you get us there. Show us you have the app. Bam, you're going to get a free uh, t-shirt while supplies last. They'll be going fast, I'm sure. So what he said was Braden Willis, a five-star quarterback. (laughs) Well, he might have been higher. He could have been in the uh, 80s, probably. Yeah, no doubt. He would have been in the 80s. Um, okay, we had a text and I lost it. Uh, I lost it. We had a text that I wanted to get to, and now it's gone. Because you people blow the Air Comfort Solutions text line up, and we love you for it. Yeah. But especially now, oh, yeah, here it is, here it is, here it is. Akana isn't very big. Dude's going to need some years to grow. Well, you could say that about a lot of true I'm freshmen. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, you could say that, yes, basically every single true freshman needs some time in the weight room. Uh, having interacted with and stood next to Tessilia Kana in person, that is not a small individual. And he's going to play Cheetah at Oklahoma if that is indeed where he ends up. So, nobody's expecting him to be 250 pounds. I know he's categorized as an edge right now, according to many recruiting services, but... The plan at Oklahoma is to slot him at Cheetah. And he can play a variety of positions. He may bounce around a little bit. But Cheetah is where the Sooner staff likes him. And also, I know that, that, that reaction is probably a product of Tessilia Kana's photo that he posted on social media alongside Miguel Chavis. Yeah, Miguel and Chavis is Miguel a Miguel Chavis human. is an enormous human being. He was a defensive Tried. lineman for Clemson. Miguel Chavis is not a small person. Yeah, try six foot five and two hundred and sixty <laughs> pounds. He used to carry a playing weight of three hundred ish. So, I mean, look at him next to Brent Venables. Brent Venables isn't a small individual either. That was a yeah. Division One linebacker. Uh, stop trying to poke holes into Celia Connor. Yeah, can we not, not? Being a really good player? Can we uh, just again, be happy? Can I remind everyone of this? If you're even like remotely thinking about, I don't know, he's too small. He didn't look that impressive. I mean. One service knocked him down 50 spots. He's not even a consensus top 100 player. Look, 
Brent Venables knows how to evaluate talent, regardless of what you think about this year or him as a head coach. Can we all agree that he knows how to evaluate defensive talent? Yes? All right, I can hear everyone out there saying yes. Yeah, I would hope so. This was Brent Venables' guy in the class. This was the guy that Brent Venables appointed himself and saying, I'm going to put myself on his recruitment because, well, I've been a closer in the past and now I'm a head coach role. I'm going to go get a dude that we really want in this class. If Brent Venables is evaluating this guy as a high ceiling, a really good player, I'll go ahead and trust his word on that one. So just quit freaking out two weeks before signing day about Tassili Akana not many, being any good. Many have pointed out that Tassili Akana does have a bull cut. Yeah, <laughs> I do this like that. This is an acceptable thing to question. <laughs> as far as his prowess as a football player and or his physical readiness to play college football, that type of slander will not be accepted. Um, Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber had a bowl cuts. We might need to spin an entire segment, maybe even an entire show, Parker. Most notable bowl cuts in uh, American history. There is a few. Lloyd Christmas uh, from Dumb and Dumber, though, came to mind for me uh, very uh, first. John Gruden. John Gruden. John be Gruden. Up there. Yes. I don't know what you call. Uh, oh my God! What's the Raiders owner? What Mark Davis? Is yes, that Mark it? Davis. I don't know. Is, is that is that a, a bowl cut? I don't really know what that hairstyle is, but. Maybe Tassilia Kana will be so good, he will be known as the most famous bowl cut athlete of all time. At I, Oklahoma, that'd be a pretty good start. I would agree. So, um, fellas, Kana looks very skinny at six six. Is he going to be an edge guy under BV or what? No, he's going to be a cheetah, and he's not six six. He is not that tall. He's in the neighborhood at six three, six four. Definitely not six six. The only the only legit six foot six dude. On Oklahoma's roster right now is probably Davis Bevel. He, he looks like the Hawaiian Lloyd Christmas. Whoever sent that, that's really good from the 918. That's fantastic. <laughs> nice job. Uh, he may be small, but Bevel is huge as a player and a person. Okay, thank you for bringing up Davis Bevel because oh, no. I see Colin Schlee is in the transfer portal. You see all these quarterbacks that are available via the portal. There's some good quarterbacks that are out there, there are. that are available. Now, I see a lot of OU fans saying, oh, I'd love to bring Colin Schley in. That'd be a really nice addition. Sure, yes. it would. You think Colin Schley, after starting for two years at Kent State, is eager to be third in line behind not. Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Arnold yeah, you're. Oklahoma? I agree with them, but that's not a likely scenario. I mean, you're going to bring... A- again, yes, it would be great to get Colin Schley in the Crimson and Cream. There's a 0% chance. The question is, now with Nick Evers out the door, and we'll see what happens with both Bevel and Booty, uh, Bevel and Booty will OU pursue a QB in the transfer portal? And we, we've been getting these texts all week long of, like, what's the deal? Why is Davis Bevel still on the roster? Why isn't he in the transfer portal yet? Um, I, I would like to point this out, Parker, regarding Booty and Bevel uh, not in the portal yet. Regardless of what you think of them as players, you are going to need a backup quarterback in the uh, bowl game. And if they enter into the transfer portal, say, tomorrow, there's a very realistic chance that – I, I, I mean, I don't know what your backup quarterback option would be if those two guys insert into the transfer well, portal. Well, I, I sure do. It would be the exact same as it has Braden been at Willis. this point in the season. It's yeah. Braden Willis. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Davis Bevel and General Booty could enter the transfer portal tomorrow, and OU's contingency plan 
if Dylan Gabriel were to get injured, yeah. would not change. So, yeah, some of you want those guys, like, automatically, immediately in the portal now, but at least for, you know, I mean, it, it, at least for General Booty, um, maybe maybe these guys are just waiting, and for Davis Bevel, too. Maybe these guys are waiting until after the bowl game to enter into the uh, transfer portal. I don't know that to be 100% true, but – um, again, you're going to need a backup quarterback potentially to play in this bowl game. Brian in Tulsa says, Mark Davis has a bullet, the baby product of the bull cut and mullet. That's a good way to phrase it. Very well done there, Mark. Akana, so um, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> oh, I love all these Dumb and Dumber references today. Oh, man. Best segment ever. Uh, let's see what we got. Most what? of the Three Stooges have a bull cut, yeah. <laughs> uh, had to get on my app. They have the other station in Ardmore. The other host is talking about how easy soccer is. I had to get the phone out and switch to you guys. Hmm. Uh, soccer Sounds is not riveting. easy. <laughs> soccer is not easy. <laughs> Hard pass on bowl oh, cuts. Boy. Mullets, however. Mullets? You saw a mullet this year in the conference. I think everyone would be mulleted out if that is a, I know it's not a word, but if that's even the right way to use it. Heck, after what you saw be, from Quinn Ewers. There are going to be more mullets in the conference next year once Dana Holgerson and Houston get to town. Oh, bowl cuts. Greater than sign, mullets. That could be potentially a great T-shirt for the OU Texas game moving forward. <laughs> if Tassili Akana is an instant impact guy, it'll be yes. bowl cuts versus mullets at OU Texas. Oh, beautiful. I'm proud to be team bowl cut, by the way, in, in that matchup. Because mullet this year uh, missed on some downfield throws by about 10 yards at times. You guys are, like, killing it right now. Lloyd Christmas, new wide receivers coach. <laughs> Chip tooth and all. Yes, I think that'd be great. Uh, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. By the way, he could write an IOU for Jim Leonard to be the next defensive coordinator since it's going to take a lot of money. Just like he did in Dumb and Dumber, writing IOUs, he could write an IOU in a briefcase to Jim Leonard to come have him be yeah, the Yeah, pull a Rick George. We don't know where the money's coming from, but we'll, we know we're going to have it. So um, the rumor on where that money is going to come from is, I guess – they have like a, a new board of regents member that's in the cannabis industry. Oh, how Colorado was that? That how CU is going to pay for all that's of this? That's pretty freaking like Colorado. Via the cannabis industry, which is awesome. And immediately we're going to have people on the text line asking which prominent Oklahoma alumni are big in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Well, maybe New Mexico and New Mexico State need to have the meth industry start to uh, Whoa. You, know, you know fuel their uh, coaching staff Hello. and recruiting classes. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More to come next. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. The Ref Army, listening nationwide once again today. Jupiter, Florida, League City, Texas, Florence, Alabama, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Denver, Colorado, Bentonville, Arkansas, and our small Oklahoma town of the day, Camargo, Oklahoma. In between Visay and Leedy, which once I say in between Visay and Leedy out west, everyone knows exactly where I'm talking about. So uh, shout out to Camargo, Oklahoma for uh, tuning in today. First time 
uh, small uh, Oklahoma small town. It's definitely the first time I have ever heard of it. Yeah, not a whole lot going out there, going on out there in Camargo, Oklahoma. By the way, uh, text line. We had over 150 texts in the very first segment alone. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I wish we could get to every single text during the show. You keep blowing it up so much we can't, but keep the interaction going. It's it's awesome. And several of you are pointing out that Josh Bates just got his uh, fourth star, which is awesome. Congratulations yeah, to Josh just, Bates. He'd already had his fourth star on 24-7. Did this happen on another recruiting service? I'm guessing so. Josh are, th- Bates, are the other folks catching up? <laughs> took him a while for Jackson Arnold. Uh, but yes, I guess on another service, he just got his fourth star. So there you go. Love it. I mean, look, by many evaluations, that's the best pure center in this class. And he's been committed to Oklahoma for a long, long time. Like Never you really wanna, wavered either. No, no. You want to talk about dudes that are all OU. Yeah, everybody talks about Jackson Arnold. Everybody talks about P.J. Adebare. Josh Bates has been committed to Oklahoma since July of 20 – or no, July or August. Since the summer of 2021, folks. That dude has been all OU basically from the very beginning. Out there in uh, western Colorado Durango, well. Colorado. Yeah. I've been there before. Nice uh, nice scenic town I've out been there, there too. Uh, Durango, Colorado. Most, most places in that part of Colorado are. I think I took a train to Durango, Colorado, or maybe it was to Silverton, Colorado. I think there's a train that runs from uh, Durango to Silverton. Whatever. Uh, he looks like he's a really tough kid and – yeah, we'll see what happens at the center position for OU. You're hoping Rain can get healthy and really just have a great year next year. But, um, yeah, Josh Bates will definitely be in the in the future for what they want to do at center. That's 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 for sure, man. Air Cover Solutions sex line. Way to shed some light on the meth problem in New Mexico. You're an excellent activist, Tyler. Thank you. Uh, well, we're currently watching um, Breaking Bad right now at my house. Ah, there, speaking do of it. Hey, speaking of one service that it took him long enough to get Jackson Arnold a five-star – yeah, about time for me to actually watch Breaking Bad. It's only been over now for several years. So, no spoilers, please, text line. I know I'll probably get some anyway. Uh, JT and Tulsa here. Do you think OU is working portal defensive linemen behind the scenes since we've only seen one defensive line offer there, A&M guys, Auburn guys? I was having a conversation with a couple of sources last night, and here's what I firmly believe. I really do believe OU has some big things lined up as it pertains to portal defensive linemen that nobody knows about yet and that they are keeping very close to the vest. Because if you'll recall, and listen, I try to relay as much information as possible both on this show and to an even greater extent the VIPs at OUinsider.com, which you can get an annual subscription to right now at 50% off if you head there. But even people like me can't anticipate or can't get intel on some of these portal situations in particular. There are certain recruitments, there are certain portal uh, pursuits that the coaches do not disclose to anybody and that uh, those within the program do not disclose to anybody. You think back to last year, Daniel Parker and McCade Mattire, Yeah, those came out of nowhere, man. Nobody had any idea that those two guys were even in the portal, I believe. Or I get well. People knew they were in the portal because they'd shown up there, but nobody paid much attention to the fact that they were in the portal and that Oklahoma uh, had even engaged with them. And then, boom! All of a sudden, they're Sooners. So was Jordan Addison the same way? I forgot how that situation how it went down, but like he didn't he mysteriously enter into the portal and there was um, scuttlebutt around USC immediately after that made everyone think no, including their he head was, coach he tampered. 
Because it was like two weeks leading up to his entry into the portal where there was buzz. Because I think the original report came from Pete Thamel where he was like, Jordan Addison is strongly considering the transfer portal and USC would be the likely destination. Yeah. And then Pat Narduzzi lost his you-know-what on Lincoln <laughs> Riley. Uh, yeah, I contacted their uh, SID at Pitts and said, hey, uh, do a show with Norman. Hate that guy too. Any chance that Pat would be interested in hopping on our show to talk about it? And uh, I basically got the, yeah, I halfway respect what you're trying to do here, but no chance, dude. <laughs> no chance that Pat Narduzzi is coming on a radio show in the uh, Norman OKC Tulsa area. Sorry. By the way, uh, speaking of portal players, the oldest McCullough brother, um, he just got another crystal ball to OU earlier today. So um, that being Deshaun, yes, that you're yes, to? Deshaun McCullough. Yes, gotcha. Okay. Um, there's been reasons why you should feel good about that, but yeah. kind of as every passing day happens now, day three of the portal, we see more and more crystal balls pointing him towards OU. Is he going to make that visit this weekend with his brother? Is he going to be in Norman this he weekend? He will Deshaun? be in Norman. Okay, yes. both of them will be in Norman. Um, I mean. You got to think that there's at least a chance that one or both of those guys commit on the spot this weekend. Chance. I I, 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 mean, I mean, crystal balls are rolling in for both, and then they're going to be in town this weekend. I'm not asking you to say, yes, that's going to happen. All I'm saying is just the statement of, yeah, there's a chance that that commitment could happen this weekend with one or both of those guys. Yeah, I. How mm-hmm. I'm I'm choosing my words carefully. I think this is probably going to be over very quickly. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Over very quickly. Yeah. Maybe by Sunday. That would <laughs> we'll be. See. That's my read on the situation right now. Uh, what's the player fallout and coaching change, if any, expectation for this offseason? Been out of loop the past week. Well, um. Rashad Samples took the wide receiver's job at Arizona State. He's also going to have more titles than just the wide receiver coach out there at ASU. I I don't know. It kind of seems like LD Washington might be. Anything could happen here. But it kind of feels like he may be your wide receiver's coach next year. Who you're sitting back and waiting on is what happens with Roof at defensive coordinator. I mean, is that that kind of it coaching-wise? Yeah, I I would agree. And I'm leaning more in the direction of LD Washington being the permanent wide receivers coach and then just removing the interim tag because he's had a groundswell of support from within the building from players from recruits alike ld washington is a guy that people want in norman and if not as wide receivers coach certainly back in an off-field role but i would think that uh, he does retain that promotion and remains the permanent receivers coach if i had to guess right now 903 area code hate to ask but any bowen news why do you hate to ask we talk about Peyton Bowen every single day. Don't be afraid to ask about Peyton Bowen and David Hicks. Parker might roll his eyes at times, but hey, we'll still get the information out there as much as we can. Uh, the Peyton Bowen front, it seems to be all positive. I'll go back to Monday when Brandon Drum, uh, Parker's colleague over there at OU Insider, was at the uh, was at the Geyer game on Saturday, and Drum said on Monday that everyone at the game was telling him it looks like Oklahoma. And I'm going to guess that nothing has changed from uh, Brandon saying that 48 hours ago. Right? That's been the case for months. That's what people need to understand. Everybody down in Denton, everybody in that vicinity that knows Peyton Bowen, that covers Peyton Bowen, everybody with 
legitimate firsthand insight on that situation is of one mind, and it's that Peyton Bowen is going to be at Oklahoma. Sam and Edmund, Parker, Tyler, when do y'all think the next commitment will happen? Transfer in high school, if you don't mind answering. Probably the McCulloughs is what I'm guessing. I think, I, I think, I, yeah. I think you could see a transfer yeah. guy or two pop before that. That is a high school and a transfer guy, which I think is what you're wanting, Sam. And, that, that I mean, that's a pretty good place to start as a guess. Yes. If you want my honest opinion, the next commitment that Oklahoma gets – is Austin Stogner. Yeah, um, it kind of feels like that one's going to happen pretty quick. I mean, geez, Parker. On Monday, like a couple of hours after he announces in the portal, the tone on here was like, yeah, it feels like that's going to happen pretty exactly. quick. Yeah, that exactly. was two days ago. Uh, and to be honest, I some part of me is surprised that it hasn't happened yet. And it's not like – I mean, he can take a visit to OU if he wants – but it's not like he needs to necessarily check the place out before he makes the decision that he really wants to go to OU. I, I think he kind of knows what the place around here looks like. Though I guess they don't have the uh, barbershop in, uh, in the facility anymore. Is that, what I, is that what I saw earlier this week? The barbershop in the facility is gone, and they've replaced it with uh, Oh, that's something right. Else? Yeah, there were pictures circulating mm. on so social media. So maybe he does need yeah. to visit to, uh, to make sure they haven't taken out uh, all the great amenities. That Dang, where's Cecilia Connor going to get his bowl cuts? Oh, you got to get the, the bowl cuts trimmed up. That's an NIL deal waiting to happen, yeah, the, by uh, the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hate to ask, but what has Teddy said about Presley? That's in all caps it's on the text line. It's literally the first thing I'm going to ask him coming up at 3 p.m. today. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to ask you as, how Vegas was, and then immediately after say, hey, did you tell Brett Venables to offer Braylon Presley? And we'll see what he says. <laughs> I'm interested. I, don't, I don't know what he, how he's going to respond. I think that there's a legit chance, because Teddy loves Braylon Presley so much. I actually think there's a good chance that he told uh, or asked, demanded, whatever, Brett Venables to go offer Braylon Presley. Teddy could be the reason that Presley ends up at OU. We'll see. Well, I'll ask him at 3 p.m. today. Uh, does scissor hands do bowl cuts? But scissor hands would do bowl cuts for Cecilia Kana. I guarantee you that. Uh, Brian and Tulsa, any scuttlebutt on Landon Sides? Parker, you know I've been high on this kid for a while. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that kid ends up on a PWO at the University of Oklahoma. That'd be a great PWO. What'd you say? He's committed to Incarnate Word yes. currently right now? Who just lost their head coach. Yeah. Um, OU News, by the way, today in the portal. Josh Ellison did enter into the transfer portal. Um, but here's something else for you before we hit a break. He released a statement, and, you know, I won't read all of it, but the second-to-last paragraph reads, want to thank all the coaches for pouring into me and making me a better player. This program is heading in the right direction. I thought that that was interesting. I mean, that's a very positive thing to say about the school that you're leaving, but, you know, as we found out, not every player's graphic that they're leaving the school is always positive. But Josh Ellison is, yeah, I'm leaving. I appreciate everyone. And, yeah, they're heading in the right direction. So I, that's, that's something there. That's something to take note of. Yeah, and I think that speaks to the culture in the building, right? Even guys that realize it's not going to happen for them at OU – and they need to, I, and I think part of it too is they appreciate the transparency from Venables and staff because obviously in player meetings, Venables and his assistants told many of these guys, hey, look, it's probably best if you go pursue an opportunity elsewhere because it's not going to happen for you here. And I think that probably feeds into the respect that even the outbound transfers have for the staff as well.
Do you think he took the uh, Coach Prime approach? And what did he say? I'm coming with bags in their Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Venable's like, hey, sorry guys, the luggage that I got lined up in the transfer portal makes y'all look like what's what's an example of cheap luggage? Samsonite. Samsonite. I don't know. That's off. Y'all are Sam- since y'all are uh, Samsonite. I got Louis. There you go. And bowl cuts, by the way. Bowl cuts are coming in. 405-651-3439. Air Coverage Solutions text line. We'll get to more of that next. And Transfer Portal recruiting two weeks from the day is National Signing Day. We'll talk about that coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Do you think of Colorado now when you hear this song, or is it still Texas A&M? Nah, it's for, me, it, for me, it's Miami. Miami. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty nervous every time uh, we talk about a recruit that OU's uh, up for that's, you know, also got Miami in the top five, top yeah. three, head-to-head, whatever. Well, two can play that game. Apparently, Alabama's trying to flip Cormani. Ooh, so. buddy. Wow. Uh, DJ Lagway, I guess, is uh, supposedly committing today at 3 p.m. I don't know if that's 3 p.m. Central or uh, – yeah, that would be 3 p.m. Central, right? Yes. He's a state of Texas kid. Yes. So, uh, 2024 quarterback. We'll see what uh, DJ Lag. D- I don't think that OU's in that one right no, there. He, so. is, he is Florida bound. Yeah, well, Gators might uh, get another nice uh, commit here in about 30 minutes. Jackson Arnold is a top 10 finalist for the 2022 Mr. Texas Football Award. Uh, one of the 10 finalists, I'm sure that he's going to have a really good shot to win uh, uh, Mr. Texas uh, in football. There, there, is a, um, there is another name that's on that list, by the way, that people are not going to love. And it's the guy out of Austin that's uh, decommitted from OU and committed to Texas, Colton Vosick. He's also one of the ten finalists. So, yeah, that boy good. Maybe don't lose out to to him. That's not going to be a fun guy to have to deal with if you're an Oklahoma fan over the next three four years because Colton Vosick's going to be one heck of a football player at the next level. Yeah, probably so. Uh, Jackson Arnold, by the way, they are in action uh, 2 p.m. on Saturday against DeSoto. Geyer versus DeSoto. That's a, uh, that's a big boy matchup. 2 p.m. Geyer and DeSoto should be a, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, so, those are two. I think they're both undefeated. I think DeSoto yes, is also yes, undefeated. Yes, Geyer yes, certainly yes, is. Geyer's yes, 14 They both are. They both the are. So, uh, that and that, Geyer is kind of like, they're on the precipice of becoming an OU feeder school. And then you got DeSoto, which is potentially the most notable UT feeder school in the state of Texas. So it's almost like a little mini Red River showdown there. 405, why have we not heard about Jeffrey Lebby being fired yet? Is Britt waiting till after the bowl game? That can't be a serious text, right? Uh, I don't know. I need to ask, is that a serious text? If, if you are being serious, please confirm your seriousness. Notre Dame hates us. Any chance Deshaun and Day are stringing us along and will sign with Notre Dame, 
as a big uh, fu for possibly flipping Bowen. I mean, their dad coaches at Notre Dame. Oh boy, that's that's a conspiracy theory right there. Uh, no, I do not believe so. The connection with Jay Valai is the reason this thing appears to be happening for Oklahoma, and I would expect, I fully expect, both the McCullers to land at Oklahoma at this point. Uh, somebody just texted Cedric Roberts. Yeah, he's in the portal. As is Brian Darby, who they texted in before. Um, Colton Vosick will miss the award ceremony because he's watching film. <laughs> Not everyone will get that, but those of you that oh, do get man. that probably thought that was funny, That's too. a good text. That's a very good text. That is an elite text. Uh, some context to that. It was what the... Uh, the 5th, November 5th, Baylor game. It was the Baylor game, yeah. And Parker and I were saying, all right, well, he's been visiting Texas, Colton Vosick, if... He doesn't make it to the Baylor game, then uh, there's something. And then he had the excuse, I think the Friday before, of, yeah, I can't make it up to Norman for the OU game. I got to watch film with my team. And then shortly after that, he uh, decommits and flips to Texas. Uh, is the Clemson coming? Is the Clemson quarterback coming to OU? I'm going to assume you're referring to DJ Uyunglele, and the answer is no. I saw um, a list on 24/7 today. Ranking the 10 best portal players available. I've been running down that ESPN list for the past couple of days. And he was ranked in the top 10 at the number four best portal player currently available. To which I say, um, no, I don't, I don't think that that's right. I, 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 I think he can be a nice player somewhere. And maybe he's a nice player at a school like Arizona State next year with uh, Kenny Dillingham. But I'm sorry, there's... There's um there's several players in the portal better than uh, DJU coming out of Clemson. Yeah, I've misread this text for a second. This listener says, "Please admit Bevel has a lot of upside if he had a good quarterback coach." Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I I initially read that text as, "Please admit Bevel has a lot of up, upside if he wants to be a quarterback coach." <laughs> I always think of the line in Moneyball, the book, not the movie. If you've read the book. And I forget which scout it is, or which I, I forget who it is in the book that has this quote. It might it might be Thad Bosley. It might be Ron Washington. I don't remember. It's not really pertinent. Anyway, the the sentiment basically is, you know, it's not the good players that make good coaches. It's the bad players because good players will always try to make you like them, and you can't be like them because they were just good. And they were good naturally. But bad players make good coaches for that very reason. They don't try to make them like, or they don't try to make you like them because they sucked. Yeah. And then Scott Hatterberg hits the walk off home run. Is that yes. what happened immediately after in the book? I've only seen the movie. Yeah. That's no, part of the movie. I, I don't remember. I haven't read the book in far too long. That uh, texter is a moron. Jeff Levy is fine, just needs another year or so to get his system fully in place and running on all cylinders. Okay. Yeah. Any update on Miles Slusher? Text line wanting to know that one as well. Haven't heard much on OU and Slusher in recent days. So um, I'm not saying nothing happens there. I'm just saying there's been a lot more buzz surrounding other guys right now. And I know for a fact that – and I'm going to be as vague as possible because this, this guy isn't in the portal yet. There is a defensive back, more specifically a safety – that I have been told by multiple folks is likely to enter the transfer portal. And if and when he does enter the transfer portal, OU is almost assuredly the destination. And 
when that individual hits the transfer portal, y'all will know. Yeah. Because it's a big name. Yeah. No, they're, they're going to get some notable names. I mean, they may get a notable name this weekend in Deshaun McCullough. I mean, that th- they are going to get very notable names. Not, not, I mean, really, outside of uh, what you've gotten one portal player so far, and you got that one during the season, but I think there's a real chance here that OU has the best portal haul of this entire cycle in terms of immediate impact players. And I think when you look at kind of the players that have left and the players coming in, when you kind of look at the whole transaction of things, I think that... I, I think there's a really good chance OU is considered, hey, they did the best job via the transfer portal. And, hey, they were 6-6. Six and six. That does need to happen with OU right now. They've got to get a better roster. So, yes, let's, let's all hope that it ends okay. up that way. I, I want to bring this up. I want to bring this up. I meant to say this last hour and didn't. I have increasingly begun to realize that we all had unrealistic expectations for this team in the preseason, and that's because I think the natural uh, line of thinking with regard to Oklahoma in 2022 was that Venables and this staff were going to show up and that everybody was going to get better. They were going to make everybody better. But there were some players on this roster that were simply beyond repair, that you weren't going to get good football out of. Guys that Brent Venables and this staff couldn't improve. Guys that simply weren't good enough to play football at the University of Oklahoma. And what you're seeing right now is you're seeing those players get gradually weeded out. Yeah. And it was impossible for Brent Venables and this staff to weed out the chaff, as it were, in the offseason because they didn't have enough context for the hand they had been dealt. They've now had a year of practices and games and film sessions and they have they've had a much greater opportunity to take stock of what they have and who can become a player at the University of Oklahoma who's already a player at the University of Oklahoma and who doesn't belong at the University of Oklahoma which you know kind of leads to the question I had this written down today which outgoing OU player will get the most attention from other teams I think it's a really good question. Maybe Theo Weese well, is the yeah, first player that everyone comes to mind, and you can factor him in. But to kind of prove your point, Parker, it'll be interested to see how much attention all of these other portal guys uh, for OU right now, how much they get. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, And I think the attention that they'll get will kind of prove your point there. And I bet you, I bet you Brian Darby has some takers uh, off the top of my head. Man, I don't. It all depends on where they're from, too. Because a kid like Bryson Washington from Houston, right? You can see him landing somewhere closer to home, like Houston or like Texas State or even a school like Rice. Um, I out of the guys that hit the portal, I think Weiss obviously will generate the most interest. But I do think Darby will have some takers. It's going to be hard to see of, anyone that gets an upgrade in a program. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I mean, their situation will be upgraded in terms of their ability to play at that current school, but I just don't think that you're going to see, like Oklahoma State, for instance. OSU guys in the portal, a couple of those guys may go to OU. You could see someone going to Penn State. Like, you could see people elevate their situations in terms of the teams that they're playing. I don't think that that's really going to be the case for outgoing OU guys. And nothing no. against them. I just, I, I, don't, yeah. nobody's, I don't see it that way. Nobody's landing in a better situation because. With the possible exception of Weiss, because all the other guys have been processed. That's just the harsh reality. 405-651-3439, Air Coverage Solutions text line. We'll close up Locked In coming up next.
Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune right here on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. OU's going big game hunting in the portal at a lot of positions. Uh, wide receiver's no different, man. They're going big game hunting there at wide receiver. Dante Cephas. Uh, we talked about Dorian Singer, who got an offer yesterday. The wide receiver out of Arizona that led the Pac-12 in receiving yards. I think he was all Pac-12 second team is what he was voted. I would, uh, I'd love Dorian Singer. I just... I don't know what the realistic expectations are around that recruitment because it feels like Dante Cephas could be CU bound or elsewhere. Yeah, Colorado or Penn State are the two schools uh, that I believe Dante Cephas ends up at. So wouldn't hold your breath on that one if I'm an OU fan. Uh, the, The guys I would watch, Dorian Singer, whom we've talked about, that's a guy that could be in the mix for Oklahoma, as well as a brand-new offer today, Trey Harris, Louisiana Tech. Pay attention to that one. Okay. That's it. Those are the two. No, options. just the two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just those two guys. Well, Dorian Singer, I think, would be the uh, the best option out of out of those two. They also have a new offer from a uh, Louisville defensive lineman, correct? Yes, indeed. Caleb Banks. And he's got a whole bunch of offers. Uh, the interest in Caleb Banks is going to be strong. But uh, it is worth remembering that OU pulled a transfer from Louisville last offseason, Kanai Walker, uh, after one season that he spent there. So OU's got some familiarity. I would imagine Kanai Walker has some familiarity there, so maybe that's something they leverage. It's always uh, like, look, there will be guys over the course of this portal cycle that we have a very good indication, that I have a very good indication, um, just based on conversations with sources, as to who Oklahoma, as to what their level of interest is, and mu- the mutual interest between them and Oklahoma, and I would say the guys that fall into that category thus far are guys like uh, Austin Stogner and Trace Ford and Braylon Presley, Deshaun McCall, obviously guys that we've talked about, but there will be others that pop out of nowhere. And again, I go back to McCade Mattire and Daniel Parker last year when Oklahoma pulled those guys out of the portal. Nobody saw those ones coming. Uh, here's a text, fellas. I'm a totally non-delusional OU fan. Only 100% realistic here. We probably overshot on expectations for this year. Can't wait to see our boys host the Natty Trophy next year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, didn't that seem uh, a ways off? Uh, You know what the conversation is going to be this offseason. Well, Bob Stoops went seven and five in year one and won a Natty in year two. Brent Venables went seven and six in year one. He's got to win a national championship in year two. Oh, are you already calling a bowl game win over Florida State? Yeah. Because this is a defeated fan base uh, for the most part on that game. I haven't been a whole lot of optimism so far this week on OU's chances. It'll depend on opt-outs as well. But I I feel pretty good about OU's chances going into that game. OU minus uh, or OU plus. I'm I'm just so used to saying minus when talking about OU via the spread. I I, I forget when they're they're a dog. OU plus 7.5 against Florida State. Uh, is the line in that uh, Cheez-It Bowl game. Going to be tough. All right, that'll do it for Parker. The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans.